What's up, Dirty Benches? I'm JD. And I'm Patty Popcorn. And we are the host of the Old Dirty Benches podcast. If you came here to listen to two women shoot the shit and talk about stuff we are not qualified to talk about, then you're at the right podcast. On ODB, we talk about white-collar crime, which costs the country upwards of 300 to $600 billion every year. Unacceptable. White-collar crime is typically orchestrated by those in occupational positions with the opportunity to commit these crimes. These crimes include insider trading, fraud, tax evasion, bribery, price fixing, and of course, corruption. We will discuss real cases, related articles, podcasts, and documentaries, movies related to the crime. Occasionally, we may sprinkle a movie review in. Our theme song is performed by Good Co. You can find them on YouTube, and don't forget to like, subscribe, or leave us a review anywhere you stream your podcasts. So gives us a listen. Good morning, Patty. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. And yourself? Not too shabby. We got a sleeping dog in here. We so do. If yes. you hear some heavy breathing, do not be alarmed. <laughs> it's our mascot. <laughs> or if we start cracking up and there's it's really, farts. Yeah, uh, not or if you hear a body fall down, it's just me because the dog <laughs> farted. Oh my she's gosh. By me. Yes. Although her butt is aimed towards you. So I know. It typically I'm is. I'm happy with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is old dirty benches, oh, in yes. case you didn't get that from the intro. Uh, we talk about a white collar crime. We talk about all sorts of stuff. Yeah, sometimes we go off on tangents. We do. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not ballet. sorry at all. <laughs> Too much coffee, whatever. <laughs> I know, which, by the way, I have not eaten any yet for the beginning of the year. You haven't? No. Oh, I haven't either for the new year. Mm. Have I? No. Might have to partake what day is it it's where Friday. are we <laughs> <laughs> we've entered into oh, the twilight zone. i know it's all been a whirlwind Ooh, i know and it's crazy too like i literally referred to the end of last year as diarrhea because it just seemed to fucking happen like out of nowhere <laughs> train wreck boom diarrhea yeah you know how like sometimes you it's get coming yep <laughs> <laughs> my hands are sweating <laughs> And then it's like, blah, 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 blah. and New Year, and then yeah, it was twenty twenty three. I woke up, I was like, whoa, what happened? And here we are, yeah, yeah. So New Year, New You, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, uh, same no. me, dirtier, benchier. Twenty twenty three, older <laughs> for real. My goal for this year is to be a uh, social media whore. <laughs> Whore. Whore. Uh, my goal is to go on many trips. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm only going to pick good goals, not like, I'm going to quit. No, I'm I not know. quitting anything. No, I, you know, um, we had that conversation with our kids last year. Which was last week. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one of them had asked us if we were going to have like a New Year's resolution. And I was like, I stopped doing that decades ago. Because I used to do it, right? Yeah. I'd be like, oh, I'm not going to X, Y, Z, like, the entire year. work out more. Yeah, two weeks into it, I'd be like, of fuck course. that. Of course. And then fall back to my old ways. Exactly. So, 
So try to do something fun. Yeah, sometimes um, now I'll do something like I'm going to try to do like something good during the year and then I'll make it up for myself and then I'll, you know, at some point do it. But <laughs> That's better. Yeah, that's usually what I try to do instead of like trying to take something away, you know, which I never We're stick to. We're too old for that anyway. Yeah. I'm pretty cooked in at this point. <laughs> I- <laughs> Well, and I know we talked about being Catholic, and then, of course, we have, like, Lent. I never oh, am able yeah. to get through that either. Giving up. Yeah, like, whatever. eat fish. Don't eat sugar. You know, don't eat, like, any meat or whatever. You can't eat fish or whatever. Like, I you're already giving up fuck that happiness every time. by being Catholic, so. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Why don't you give up feeling guilty? That'd be something good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess right. they don't encourage oh that. Oh my god, overthinking things. <laughs> um, I give up God for Lent. Social media whore. <laughs> Gonna be. Uh, anyway, I can't do that. I don't even like getting on social media. <laughs> Fell for it's the. It's so thing stupid. There. I hate it. Uh, yeah, I only like TikTok because it's hilarious. That's it. That was part of my New Year's resolution. We were not going to do any tangents. Psh, what? Just kidding. That's part of our charm, <laughs> I say. I'm just, I'm just messing That's with That's how everybody. we get on the comedy charts. I know, right? That's the funny part. <laughs> Shit. The rest of stuff is too depressing. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get going, I want to give a shout out to Discount Tires. So Let's save my Discount bacon. Tire. Okay. This so, week yeah. because... We're down to one car. I'm not going to tell that story. Okay. And uh, I was driving my car and somehow got a puncture in my tire that oh, was yeah, like me about releasing that. much air like you could hear it. Ooh. While you were driving? No, like when you'd go in the garage. Oh, okay. So it was and like you could literally hear it after you pouring out. Oh, Lord. Okay. And uh, <clears throat> so I went to Discount Tire. I was hoping... Upon hope that I would make it there. Of that course. That it would go all the way flat. Yeah. And I did. And, of course, they did not have... It was in a place that can't be repaired, of course. Mm. Thanks, God. And... Thanks, God. <laughs> they did not have my tire in stock, of course. <laughs> and I was like, well, this is the only car we have, so what can you do? Like, can you plug it up or something mm-hmm. and they couldn't get my tire for three days oh gosh and they said well if you don't care about it matching we can just give you like a loaner tire mm-hmm. until we get your tire and i was like sweet so they put on a tire been like slap that bitch exactly on i don't give a <laughs> shit if it matches will it run great and uh so they put on the loaner tire for free oh wow and have to pay a thing really and then they called me and said hey we got your tire and I brought I brought the car and they swapped it out, bought one tire and was on my merry way. Aww. So shout out to Discount Tire for saving me. I know. Heroes of the road. <laughs> Not all heroes wear capes, <laughs> is what I'm saying. <laughs> and everyone, this is how I know I'm old too. Everyone in there's like 10. <laughs> they all look so yeah, young. Yeah, I know, right? They're like, like super early 20s young and, and they're stuff. just whipping tires off and on in That's two cool. seconds and so nice That's and awesome. so professional and helpful. And I just 
can't say enough good stuff about them. So That's thank cool. you for letting one thing <laughs> go right. <laughs> because so far we've had a few laughs in 2023. Okay. And what is this? <laughs> First weekend. So I have high hopes for this year. Not really. But anyway. You said not really. I know. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it'll be just like last year. They'll be good and they'll be bad. And that's just yeah. how it is. That's, yeah. You got to roll with the punches, that's Patty. Right. But it won't be 2020, right, folks? And right? Then, <laughs> I know. Although, and, you know what? Daytime pajamas, nighttime pajamas. I'm not against it. Okay? Yeah. As long as I have wiener scent, so I feel like I can get through anything. <laughs> Sponsor us! <laughs> Anyway, let's get get on to this. Yes. Another scumbag for the new year. Yeah. So we're going to talk about a white collar crime and we're going to be discussing the crimes or possibly the injustice done. Oh, yeah. Because he was. To one Mr. Carlos Ghosn. Is that my phone making that sound? I don't know. What sound are you I hearing? I hear like a ringing sound. That might be my vibrator. Oh, put that shit away. Just kidding. Do you hear that? No, For real? Where's my phone at? <laughs> I'm tripping. Old age, right, Patty? <laughs> Am I right? Can I get a what, what? <laughs> okay. Here we go. So we're going to be talking about Carlos, the naked king. He sounds great. Yeah. Our daughter actually uh, brought this to our attention, and she found this story fascinating. So she was like, have you heard about this guy? I said, nope, have not. Then <laughs> I started then, looking him up. And I was like, like, how have I not? Yes. How? And then maybe I did and I just dismissed it. I don't know. But um, I, I had never heard of him until we talked about talking about him. Yeah. Which, and I was like, what? <laughs> yes. Crazy because not one, but two countries want him to be held accountable for crimes he may or may not have committed. Allegedly. Allegedly. And surprise, everybody knows he's hiding out in Lebanon. And he's been very vocal about everything that's happened. Right. <laughs> Freaking weirdo. I know. Uh, so, who is Carlos? Why did we call him the Naked King? <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> we're we're going to tell you part two. <laughs> yeah. Bye. <laughs> oh, my God. Ten-second white-collar crime. Just kidding, Julie. Okay. <laughs> So, uh, Carlos was born in Brazil to Lebanese parents. He spent time in Beirut as a child. From what I understand, his father was accused at one point of murdering a priest and spending some time in prison himself. <laughs> hmm. So, apparently... Apple tree, people. <laughs> apparently, his father was a diamond trader trafficker who got in a dispute with another man that ended in death. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. So he spent over a decade in prison for his conviction. Carlos would later write a biography during the height of his infamy that would mention none of this. Of course. So, I don't know if he was a little bit embarrassed or what was going on with him. Well, maybe it had nothing to do with him. So he's like, who cares? Could be. I mean, maybe he was like, this it's is all, all about, about me. me. <laughs> and how awesome I am. Exactly. So, um, Carlos goes on to study at a Paris school that is hard to pronounce. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's my favorite part. I didn't even want to try. How do you spell it? I didn't even write it. You didn't? <laughs> no. I'm looking that shit up. 
Because, you know, I took Duolingo French, so I'm pretty fluent. <laughs> I was like, I'm not even going to try this. So I didn't even write it on my notes. So uh, shortly after that, it's he... It's not the Sorbonne. I don't know. Did you find like the school? I know. I did. He went to two schools. Ecole Polytechnique, which oh, is the polytechnical you. school. I like that. And then Ecole des Mines, which is the school of mines. Okay. There you go. All right. Thank you very much for... Go Duolingo. <laughs> After he attends those schools, he ends up at Michelin. So he's a smart guy. No, very smart. Very intelligent. Um, I mean, even when we get into like like where he ends up working you know, before his great mm-hmm. fall from grace. <laughs> he makes some very smart moves in these companies to make them profitable, mm-hmm. right? So everybody is, like, really happy about that at first. Of course. Um, Sunny, good. Yes. <laughs> that's, our, that's our... Uh, greedy little hands. Exactly. Uh, so he spends 18 years of his career at Michelin make, helping them make tires. Mm-hmm. He doesn't actually make the tires, but he helps them. <laughs> And then Carlos goes on to work for Renault in Renault. Ni- Renault. Come on, man. Foo foo. In 1996. <laughs> Renault. <laughs> Renault. Hey, you know, I. I know. Not everyone does Duolingo. Okay? Exactly. I get it. Thank you. I get it. Yeah. I'm not as well cultured as you. Okay, Patty? <laughs> Bien sûr. He became the head of the company when the CEO there was looking for a deputy and successor because he was starting to get. More aged, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, more mature adult and decided mm-hmm. that maybe he would want to step down and have somebody else take the reins over. So at that time, he was nicknamed the Lacoste Killer. Is okay. that good? Sure. Okay. I don't know if that means, but go ahead. <laughs> he killed Izod? What? <laughs> For, he was named that because of his structuring strategy. Mm-hmm. So he when was he was into lean too, right? Yes, he was into lean. Good old um, lean. He definitely leaned into his role, <laughs> but um, grabbed it by, I don't know, the socks, pulled them up, and Boot said, straps. "Off with your heads!" <laughs> oh no, my god! Wow, kidding. that's a lot of mixed metaphors there. <laughs> <laughs> So he closed the factory in Belgium and cut some 3,000 jobs initially. So at this time, the company was in some serious debt, uh, but the employees felt that this was an unfair tactic and protested against the company and the Lecosquilla because they didn't really like, of course, losing their jobs. And that was a lot of people. Yeah. (laughs) Nobody likes losing their jobs, being laid off, whatever the case may be right so however after laying off these three some three thousand employees the company starts turning a profit right so he came in and did the hard thing yes i mean nobody wanted to do it honestly like i've always said that if i owned my own company right i don't know (laughs) what we would call it but if i did my spouse has always said that he could handle the hirings and firings i don't think i could do it I don't think you could either. <laughs> <laughs> you need an enforcer. I'd be like the slow I'll breakup person. <laughs> Me and your spouse. I'd be like, you know what? You're fired. You <laughs> Pack are... up your shit. Um... You know, you're so nice and I really appreciate you. I'd be like, get out. <laughs> <laughs> Bless you, Mom. I'd be like, uh, we didn't schedule you for next week. <laughs> yeah. Or the week after. And maybe you want to look around for something else. 
saying. I know. My husband would be like, um, so I wrote you this reference letter. Keep my shit. <laughs> <laughs> we packed up your locker. Get out. But we're not going to need your services any longer. <laughs> so one thing that stood out to me was the fact that people kept bringing up that he pushed against tradition and was often um, would rel against social norms. So... Uh, for that country. He was a disruptor. Yes, he was a disruptor. That's so funny you brought that word up. <laughs> Remember that, everybody. <laughs> Put a pin in it, and here we go. <laughs> you know, because they had a lot of customs and traditions in the country that were also adopted within the culture of the uh, company itself. Mm-hmm. And he tended not to go along or follow any of those customs. Um, at, you know, if they were all getting together to celebrate something, he would oftentimes not be present or available, those kinds of stuff. Things made the employees look at him differently. I don't know if that was more in a negative way, probably for the people down below, maybe. But I think it was by design that he did that. I do, too. I think that was on purpose Mm -hmm. um, to kind of keep himself separate. Mm -hmm. Well, you can't be cutting these people's jobs if you're, like, friendly with them. Uh, Yeah. Like, I ate some uh, fruitcake with you (laughs) last week. I had your birthday cake. Get the fuck out. It doesn't go. <laughs> it doesn't. Uh, and I have seen, I've worked at places where it seems as though some of the managers become really good friends with some of the rest of the staff. And some. that never happens uh, to be a good thing because then when you do have to right. do disciplinary well, and actions, like, etc., your chances of playing favorites go way up. Yeah. And that's a problem anyway. Or even the perception of that. Right. Right. Is, is not good. For example, you know, while working for the company, uh, it was customary for upper management to get their citizenship there. So people thought that he would get his French citizenship. He never did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he avoided recognized holidays in both countries um, that staff took offense to, things like that, you know. He was a man with no country. Yeah, basically. His heart was where the home was. <laughs> the bank. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my money? Exactly. Show me the money. So, again, like I said, the company starts experiencing a lot of success and decides to partner with a Japanese automaker that we know as Nissan. Mm-hmm. Bum, bum, bum. I guess I didn't know that. It used at- to be Datsun, right? Uh, I can't remember now if that was like what their previous Datsun, name was. Nissan. I think so. I didn't know, though, at that time that the company was struggling like they were. And, you know, of course, that unfolded before me when I was watching the documentary, like how serious the problem mm-hmm. was. But they were literally in debt. When they created this agreement, like millions of dollars in debt. So they were like, come fix our problem, buddy. Yeah, basically. Um, we don't care if you're a jerk. So they pay uh, like 33 billion francs and they take uh, what I understand to be 43.4% stake in the company. Crazy, right? <laughs> yeah, my eyes it's are like, wide. Yes, she's got like silence, half dollar eyeballs <laughs> right now. But so they, they essentially basically own this company, Nissan, which Mm -hmm. was crazy to me. Apparently, Nissan was really struggling to produce a car that was popular or desired by a lot of consumers at this point. The agreement happened. uh, The debt was wiped away. So there was a lot of decision-making power that happened because of the insolvency of the company. So that's a fancy way of just saying they couldn't pay their bills and some knight in shiny armor... 
the naked king rides in on his horse. <laughs> With his big bag of money. His big bag of money. <laughs> <laughs> and says, I will fix your problem. <laughs> So now Carlos is basically like the CEO of Nissan. And so, still working for Renault. Yes, and still working Double for... Double dipping with a giant fucking spoon, I say. Yeah, I I had a lot of problems with this, like understanding that he was running Renault, even though the previous successor was still kind of in there helping. Right. But then goes over to be... It didn't seem like a good... Of course it was, he portrayed it as, this is just temporary yes. while I... You know, find someone to take my spot, wink, wink. Mm-hmm. But really, he was just, like, shoveling cash into his pocket. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I was surprised. I mean, I know, like you had said, everything was supposed to be temporary until they found somebody for Until he found someone. Yes. But he's like, no one is as good as I am. <laughs> Zuta Lord. <laughs> Napoleon Bonaparte. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. And another thing, isn't this t- around the time when he starts having kind of like a midlife crisis? So he's like, my shit is awesome. <laughs> yeah, basically. No one is as good as me. So here's the interesting thing that uh, this is where I started to hear the staff management and the staff that worked closely with him start to talk about characteristics about Carlos, which is some of the previous stuff we've talked about on other episodes mm-hmm. um, where we find... Um, we call them red flags. <laughs> yeah, basically. But they talked about how he came off as accommodating. He was generous, a team player, and of course, most of all, charismatic, mm-hmm. right? Persuasive. Yes, very persuasive. Um, he said about creating a plan to turn the company around in three years. So he came up with a very aggressive three-year plan for the company, Nissan. It was super aggressive. He's like, I'm firing everyone. <laughs> yeah. I'll be the only worker. And of course, you know, uh, when the Nissan staff started to hear that Carlos was coming, that's when they started right, to get like, scared. <laughs> yes. Because that's exactly what he did with mm-hmm. his previous company, right? Fired 3,000 people. Mm-hmm. So, of course, he comes in. What does he do? He starts doing the layoffs. He wants to slash the workforce by 14%, which translates into 21,000 people. Oof. Yes. That's a lot of people losing their yeah. job all at once. That's like a town. Oh, my God. Yeah. Right? It's like Lacey, Washington. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine everybody losing their job yes. at once? <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> I can imagine that town losing their job. Oh Just kidding. Oh, my God. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, um, at this point, when they find out these, these layoffs are going to happen, the staff go, like, they riot and protest the changes. A lot of people were upset, understandably so. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there were some people that were also happy, right? Management is like, well. <laughs> right. Well, they can blame it on him. Yeah. They're not the bad guy, then. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be Carlos the bad guys. Is. Carlos is the bad guy. He's sort of like the Grim Reaper. Yeah. I mean, the company had to be saved. We didn't have any control over who got selected as the person running things. We're sorry. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so by the uh, next or the first year after him taking over, they're making a lot of money at this right, point. because he had like the Midas touch. Yeah. He really did. Yep. 
Um, he also helped them to start producing a crap ton of cars and cars that people actually liked that were attractive to a lot of different consumers. This must have been the years of Sentra. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't like the look first up. one that was kind of like. That people were like, okay, you know, I like, like this a car. Lot of people. Yeah, it's it like a family like sedan. A, yeah, it was like comparable to Toyota. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I didn't look up to see like what the dates were when the cars that first started what coming out, st- you know yeah. what I mean? So, but you could actually be right on the money with the Sentra. Uh, so, Carlos is really becoming quite famous at this point, right? Because mm-hmm. now he's successful at two companies. Right. And, he's running two companies. Oh, yeah, he's running currently. Some see him as confident, hardworking, credible. He loves the media. He's a social media whore. <laughs> Want to throw that in there? That's our sponsor for this. One. <laughs> so, so while he tries to keep the two companies unique and separate, he continues to shirk off tradition in both. There's a lot of customs at Nissan as well. Mm-hmm. They do like a lot of exercising during the workday where they literally take breaks throughout the company and we'll do like stretches and stuff like that together that as a group. Familiar. I wish we did that. That'd be awesome, right? Everybody gets up and does some yoga. We did do that. And then. At the state. We did. Stretching. But it was like on your own time. We didn't do it together like as a whole office. Yeah, but I wouldn't want it without office. <laughs> The My- ones that we liked did it together. The <laughs> other ones, go fuck bit. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing is in yoga because you do so much stretching, right? And there's like a lot of breathing and relaxing and stuff. <laughs> Farting. Inevitably, somebody always passes gas and it's always. like the silent one. And so you don't realize it until you sniff it. <laughs> and, and then you like, fall over. Ugh. Good God. <laughs> That's like a successful class, I think. It is. You can release the gas. I feel like if I'm an instructor and at least somebody, like one person farts, I've done my (laughs) job. Yes. (laughs) A plus for me. (laughs) So, um, again, he's shirking off tradition. I don't know how we got on the yoga. Oh, yeah. The company likes to do yoga. Um, yes, exercising. Stretching. He doesn't, he's not a part he's of like, any of that this stuff. This doesn't make me any money. Get out there and work. <laughs> work, work, work. Yeah. <laughs> it's around this time that the GTR is released and people are literally wetting themselves over this car, right? It's like this sports car. It's kind of fancy. He loves it. The consumers love it. Everybody's getting excited about it. At one point, Mitsubishi joins in, and they are cross-sharing information with the company. And that includes, like, parts, cost. It's like a bonafide love triangle with these different companies. (laughs) They're all in it now. It's like an orgy fest. We're just going to share information. We're all going to be profitable, making the money. Everybody's, like, green. They love it. So... This dude is so famous now that Japan creates his own manga character mm. and story. You, know you made it when you're anime. For real, dude. You get your own little comic <laughs> He's book. He's like a superhero. Holy shit, man. He's so respected and admired there. He, they literally like considered him a savior there because he had rescued this company. And yeah, they had to lay off these employees, but... The other employees that were still there. Yes. So um, the the cartoon panels were like a serialized life story, of course, told Uh from his own mouth. 
whatever that may be. Of course. It looked pretty cool. It was almost like somebody else's play cards that he just released where he opened his shirt <laughs> and the superhero t shirt was on it. Stolen fucking <laughs> watermark <laughs> pictures with his head put on. Yeah. Very similar. That's kind of how Carlos was portrayed in this comic book Only series. But, like legit cool. Yeah. Not like this guy who's like, I'm so cool. Check it out. <laughs> Doesn't pay his tax. <laughs> oh my God. We are not tangenting to that guy. No, we're not. No. So, in 2007. <laughs> Good old 2007, everyone. I know, right? Remember that? Remember, like yeah. Ago. Ooh, that was horrible leading into the next year. <laughs> the big crash. Wow. So, he's supposed to name someone else's CEO of Nissan. Mm-hmm. He's kind of dragging his feet a little bit. That's so that he can go Why back to. Why wouldn't you? You'd be like, I'm freaking double dipping here. Why? Uh, no. no one's as good as me. Yeah. Because they wanted him to come back and run their company, right? Renault. <laughs> I know. <laughs> However, you he throw it way back in your throat, <laughs> <laughs> like you got flint. Get some flint. I know. I hope nobody from there is listening because they're going to be like these dumb I... Americans. <laughs> yeah, we don't disagree with you. Okay. <laughs> We're a hot mess over here. What can we say? <laughs> hot mess express. <laughs> so he chooses to try and run both of them. What could go wrong? Because he's yeah. clearly running the shit right he's now, right, like everyone? like a superhero. Come on. Yeah, this is where we start to see the downfall. So <laughs> he's running around like a chicken with his head cut off, essentially, going between two countries, right. back and forth. Back and forth. Yep. Also trying to have a midlife crisis, yep. getting hair plugs and whatnot. <laughs> What's not keeping going to bring those up? <laughs> that poor man. <laughs> that hair was something uh, else. Yeah. Okay. He wasn't exactly like a supermodel. No. He's kind of short. But he's got money, honey. Reminded me a little bit of Gru. (laughs) Kind of. That's funny. (laughs) Gru. So it's at this time that Carlos starts saying that the goal is to increase the sale of vehicles by 800,000 in 2009. So again, aggressive business plan going. Mm -hmm. He also wants the company to introduce around 26 new vehicles to the consumer. That seemed like an awfully lot lot. of cars to me. Like, I don't know. His plan was to distribute money to the shareholders and cut costs by 30%. This means more layoffs. So the people who were left were working these crazy hours. And that was at, like, both companies. Uh People were like... Working, some people weren't living even there. Basically, yeah, leaving the office, they were sleeping there, and then just getting up the next day or whenever they got up that and started working. And one wife actually, like, is interviewed and states that um, her spouse was working something like ninety hours a week. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I was like, you're what? You're like, just working people to death. Yes, nobody can do <laughs> the that. Amazon model. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> We're not if you die, we'll just push you to the side and hire somebody new. <laughs> or put you in a box it's and okay. ship you. Somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Did you order don't a pay David? For shipping. <laughs> <laughs> so the staff are so overwhelmed that some of them actually do commit suicide. Yeah. So they had reported suicides. There's this um, bridge near the Renault factory. Um, and people were jumping off of the bridge. It was super yeah, horrible. That like, was not. A happy time. No, it was awful. I can't even imagine like 
you're worked so much, you're not seeing your family or anything, and you're kind of like, what am I doing? And then you just decide to, like, walk out of your office and go to this bridge and jump off. Yeah. I can't. It, yeah. Um, the families are extremely upset, rightfully so. I didn't blame them at all for this. So they actually take the company, specifically Carlos, to court. And the court find, finds that he's negligent. Because he's in charge. He's running stuff. Right. So, it's you his know. business. Yeah. This is your business model. You need to be held right. accountable. These are your rules, buddy. Mm-hmm. So journalists, again, investigative journalism. God bless you. They start poking around and they find out that his salary is seven times higher than Toyota CEO. Like eight to nine million euros more. It's around this time that Carlos starts to lose some of his popularity. Cause people right. Because are like, they were... They usually would like publish that, right? Yes. But they didn't for him. No. His it was, was like not hush, known. Hush. Mm-hmm. And then when it came out, I was like, what? Yeah. People started actually getting mad at him because mm-hmm. they were like, why are you making this much money? You're cutting like all these jobs. Right. You're basically having people work themselves to death mm-hmm. and you're just like raking in all this all money. All the cash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he starts getting paranoid and begins decreasing his accessibility. So he's no longer being accommodating or making himself available. He's like squirreling himself away in some secret safe, uh, like monitoring people from cameras. And I'm just kidding. I don't know about that. Um, (laughs) We can imagine. Yeah. (laughs) Seems like something you would do. Yes. In 2010. the villagers were getting their pitchforks ready. wanted dr frank you want to hide out you wouldn't want to put yourself down there fuck no man you'd be hiding evil dies tonight (laughs) he was no michael myers i don't know was he (laughs) well maybe Uh, he could have been renault renault okay they get a letter uh that three execs were leaking information to china and they had swiss bank accounts that they were scrolling money away so they find spies. out yeah that they've got spies in the company and they're trading information with their competitors so they subsequently fired these employees before the investigation had concluded carlos goes on the news again social media whore like i said and declared all of them villains i mean he's like he totally throws them under the bus yes just talking so much shit on the news like they're horrible people we got rid of them blah 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 um, but he was wrong. At this point, though, people were like, dude, you're running the company into the ground. You went on national television and said that these people Accused were guilty people, when yeah. they weren't. Like, what are you doing? So the company decides to offer up a sacrificial lamb and fires the second in charge, not Carlos. Because that's what we do, right? Right. <laughs> Can't fire the guy that's making you a bunch of money. <laughs> yeah. so we'll fire his guy. His his guy below him, his assistant. Carlos decides to have a 15-year alliance celebration. So remember, there's Renault. He's throwing himself a huge party, y'all. Yep. And Nissan. Uh, he's like, let's have an anniversary party. But it's really years. for him. Maybe. I don't know. It was Jury decides. Listeners. <laughs> I'm the jury. And we decide. <laughs> It was for him. I mean, the party did happen to fall on his 60th birthday. And he invited a bunch of his family. Totally crazy. I know, right? Oh, it's, my god! I mean, I, you know, like, it was an accident. 
<laughs> Isn't JD nice, you guys? <laughs> she always takes their side. For the Alliance celebration, i.e. birthday. <laughs> i.e. Carlos's 60th birthday. <laughs> he rinsed the palace of... Versailles? Yes. In France. <laughs> Versailles. Vers- Versailles. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> if you're going Which to... is fabulous. Yes, I know you've been there. I've not. I hear. Oh, I hear Paris. Tell Paris, Paris. That it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. Yes. There. And I've seen it on a travel channel. It looks absolutely <laughs> breathtaking. It's crazy how much stuff is in gold in oh, Paris. Yeah. It's just like street. Mm-hmm. Anyway, continue. Yes. Um, so my thing is, if you're going to throw an alliance celebration, <laughs> why not a palace? <laughs> might as well be at the king's old residence, right? Yeah. Birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Birthday. 60. Happy birthday! So also the best way to commemorate the alliance of your birthday is with the company's money to the tune of 630,000 euros. Which is more than, because a euro is worth more than a dollar. Correct. And you just don't invite anybody from the company. (laughs) Because why would you? It's only a company party. Exactly. Just 150 or so people of of your your closest closest friends friends and and family. family. In a palace. I loved it too. Did you see how like grand it was? Yeah. Like everybody was dressed up. Freaking awesome. Oh my gosh. Wish had I would have went. Waiter. I know. We weren't invited. Come on, Carlos. Ugh. The naked king. <laughs> I would have paid to see that. <laughs> Not that much. <laughs> so people start complaining about his spending. <laughs> now, I don't know why. Now they do. And, uh, They're like, hey, something's wrong. <laughs> this seems weird. <laughs> Why did it take him having Again, his birthday there exactly. at the palace? Again, I didn't get it. If I tried to do anything, they'd be like, whoop, whoop, right away. <laughs> but this dude, no. <laughs> okay. I get my hair done and everybody's like, where'd you get that money from? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We're no uh, Anna or whatever. I know. Or I, I get some like. Uh, you know, some better makeup or something. I'm talking like Mac no, or something. What? And I'm looking kind of snazzy. <laughs> People are like, oh, you put makeup on. I'm like, bitch, what? <laughs> I look like this. <laughs> I this woke up I like this. Like. I woke up like this this morning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, no. Not Kyla's, though. He spends millions and millions of dollars, and they wait until he goes to the palace. Until he has a party for himself. For this anniversary like, of the Alliance. You cross the line, bro. You cross the line. Yes. Um, I guess he had also gotten, like, some World Cup tickets at one point. You know he was going to write that party off. Oh, oh, 100%. The other thing that I didn't understand, though, too, right? He has his own private jet that he's been flying back and forth Mm -hmm. in to these different countries to manage. part of the global warming problem. Uh, Yeah, to manage the companies, right? (laughs) He's got yachts, plural, property. He was raking it in. Cars. He bought like expensive jewelry, um, and it was funny that some of his employees in the documentary were calling him frugal. And I was like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> well, that just meant they didn't. He didn't pay the money on people; it was on stuff. Yeah, it was like stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is when people are like, "We've had enough of Carlos. <laughs> Get rid of Carlos." Gehosen. Go- <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Gozer. From Vercellus. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> the literal podcast. That's what know. we're going to. We'll say everything the way it's spelled. <laughs> Gozen. Gozen. <laughs> <Vercellus>. <laughs> So one of his co-workers, Sakawa. <laughs> I can't help you with that one. It's finally named CEO of Nissan. Finally. He's like down. I don't know if I can take the hit of only having one paycheck. <laughs> Which was crazy because this guy was like his right-hand man the entire time Carlos was running it. And then he's named CEO of Nissan. They decide to do an audit, which is not uncommon when there is a change in leadership, right? You do like a complete audit, right. inventory, etc. Auditors find that They're some like, hey, something's missed. Shell companies have been set up for investment purposes. Again, not uncommon, right? Because this is actually a legal thing that you can do. Mm-hmm. They also had managers who didn't actually have any real function other than to make the shell company not look like a shell company. Okay. So they were sitting out there managing a company. That didn't do anything. That didn't do shit. Just washing money. Correct. They allege that Carlos has been embezzling money from Because how much do you fucking need? Again, <laughs> I say. And on top of it, the evidence suggests that executives were involved. They tell Carlos that they want him to stay on a few more years for a merger. Japan was against this, but it was something Renault Renault. Renault <laughs> was pushing. Remember that one, you guys? That one was my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> and the new CEO of Nissan says that he really didn't know what Carlos was doing, which I don't actually buy. I think he did well, were know. Were they married? Just kidding. Well. I didn't know. You guys, I didn't know. I was reading in some of the articles that he's actually the one who forked up some of the evidence. So how you didn't know. I think you were probably in on it from the get-go. You just have to say, I don't recall. Exactly. I don't recall that conversation. What? I mean, which I could say now and it would not be a lie because my memory is not so good. Just I can't even remember there. what I ate for breakfast this morning, and it was an hour ago. I did not eat breakfast today, oh. so I usually don't, but anyway. Okay. So, in 2018, Carlos was arrested for hiding his pay and misusing company money. Ruh, ruh. And, uh, apparently, it's not popular amongst starts crumbling. both cultures for people to make that much money. So... And which was <laughs> even the rich people were like, that's too far. <laughs> which was funny because he was literally sitting. I seen where he was sitting at some conference and he was next to our favorite guy from Amazon, like was sitting in there, too. Our and uncle? yes, our, our rich JD? uncle, <laughs> our rich uncle. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, people were like getting on him, like asking questions during the Q&A and was like, dude, you're making a bunch of money. Like, this is not okay. And he was like, Americans do it. <laughs> All right. What about <laughs> Jeff Bezos? <laughs> what about this guy to my right? Nobody He's pick on him. He's worse than me, right? <laughs> him and his deflector. blue penis up in the sky. <laughs> He's like, Jeff Bezos, can you send me into space where there's no extradition? <laughs> That's probably why Jeff was sitting there laughing next to him. He's like, I got you, bro. Okay. 
So in 2010, Japan introduced a new law that requires disclosure of executive salaries. This is when they decide that they want to know what executive salaries were. It comes out that Carlos was making $10 million that year at Nissan. $10 million. That's how much he was making. I would take... In a year? Yes. One wow. year. I mean, he did make them lots of money, though. Oh, tons. The CEO of Toyota, Japan's number one automaker. Which would probably be tied to how much the company made. That's what people are saying. Um, the CEO I'm of so Tio- Toyota, guess how much he was making that year. Wait, so what was Carlos again? Carlos was $10 million. So that guy probably made like $1 million or less. Made less than $1 million. Uh, see? Mm-hmm. You guys, Patty's so smart. So <laughs> for years, Carlos defends his salary to Nissan shareholders. Yeah, he's like, but I need that much, you guys. <laughs> I even have some shells. A second top executive is also arrested at that time. Uh-oh. And the shares of the company tank, right? Because now Ruh-ruh. people are like, oh, he's just pocketing the money. is going on. Mm-hmm. It was like Nissan's version of Game of Thrones. That's literally what was happening at this point. And you know what my dad always used to say? What? Don't shit in someone else's yard. That's what he used to say. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Good advice, everyone. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) He didn't say that. I just made that shit up. Okay. So in the documentary, as well as articles that I read, uh, Japan has a 99% conviction rate. Right. Seems really fair. Okay. But listen, I also (laughs) want to note that only 37% of the cases they investigate go to trial. Right. Yes. Sort of backwards from here. So some people- Everyone go to jail. Yeah. Some people are up in arms about the criminal justice system to include Carlos, who believes- Yeah. Because he's like, oh, shit. I'm going going down the rib. I'm getting the clink. (laughs) And he was like, like, and I'm not going to get a fair trial. This is basically like his whole argument. So mind you, at this point, he is sitting in a detention center over there because they've arrested him and they put him in in their version of jail. But let me put this uh, into perspective for everyone. It's estimated. He is. It's estimated, though, by criminologists that only 5% of our criminal cases ever go to trial. And why is that? Pleading. Plea deals, right? Yeah, because they're scared. Mm-hmm. Because our system's fucked up. Yep, about 2% of federal criminal defendants go to trial. This means that the other 95% are getting some other disposition, with the majority being handled by plea deal. Yeah, because they're like, I want to definitely know what my sentence is going to be. I'm not going to roll the dice. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go to court so where a jury dude. of Let's my peers. talk about this. I'm going to get mad. A jury of my peers may convict me and I could go away for a long time. And as my legal <clears throat> teacher said, those aren't my peers. Have you seen the people in jury duty? <laughs> <laughs> I know. So it's like I went out to try to look and see what the exact conviction rates are, but because uh, yeah it's so hard to do because not everybody has to report their numbers and i can really only see the federal numbers and it wasn't even clear at that point so i was like okay i'm not going to be able to really just of you mean actual like people that go to trial yeah like like conviction conviction rates yeah as far as that goes um but it's not too far off from Japan's based off of what I was looking at. I know people and journalists and stuff were like, hey, this their criminal justice system is like not good. And I'm like, all right. But 
I don't know that we should be throwing stones at everybody oh, else when sure. ours is not that great either. So, right, but nevertheless, he's kind of portraying it in a way that's not exactly accurate. Correct. He's, he's saying like, "I'm not going to get a fair trial," mm-hmm. and this is all made up or whatever. Yes. But mm, is it? I know. I don't think so. exactly. So apparently, in Japan, the judges can actually be penalized by a personnel office if they rule in a manner that the office dislikes. This is something new that I didn't know. So when I was pouring over the information, I wasn't moved to think, oh, he's like in a really bad spot. Right. Not like Thailand or one of those Mm -hmm. places where you definitely, Russia, where you're fucked. Yes. So, and this is being based on like societal norms and information that I could garner from like my own educational knowledge Mm -hmm. and articles and stuff that I was reading. And TikTok for me. And TikTok for Patty. (laughs) (laughs) So let's get back to Carlos. He's in jail for like three months, boohooing about his circumstances. He complains that he was only allowed two showers a week and is being interrogated like everyday people. Okay, they're coming in and asking me what I did, how I did it, yada, yada, yada. He finally gets assigned a lawyer who asks that his client be released on bail. He posts bail at 1 million yen. He is then transported to his residence in Japan where he is expected to be on house arrest, which their version seems pretty lax. I was like, wow. I wish I could have a house arrest. <laughs> you just hang out in your house. And he, yeah, he was allowed to leave the house. Um, apparently, he was told he couldn't talk to his family, to include his wife. But he was allowed to leave the house whenever he wanted to go for walks. And I do air quotes for exercise. So he starts creating a routine where he takes a walk every day around the same time. And he goes to the Hyatt because he likes their coffee. Okay. Remember, in Japan, there's like cameras all over the place. Mm -hmm. So they can basically track your every move. So they were watching him using the cameras and other means. So he's like, I'm just going to the Hyatt. No big deal. No big whoop. Exactly. So enter two subjects from the United States. They start planning the great escape. No good nicks. (laughs) (laughs) One of them is Michael Taylor, who is an ex Green Beret. Okay. His accomplice is his son. (laughs) Michael Taylor Jr. (laughs) At the same time, France is telling Japan that they want Carlos so that they can also prosecute him for crimes there. Carlos is starting to panic because he believes he's not going to get a fair trial. Yeah, because the shit's coming down. Yep. Lebanon, his home country, fully supports Carlos. They have billboards up. People are walking around with free Carlos balloons. He's got a lot of money. You want him to live here. (laughs) They've actually created their own version of manga there, talking about the tyranny of Japan (laughs) and how Carlos is like this great person. Persecuted. Yep. Martyr. Yeah, he's a martyr. On December 29th, 2019, Carlos. December what? My birthday? December 29th. Yeah. Yes, 2019. You're welcome, Carlos. Best present ever. <laughs> Carlos leaves his apartment and walks his normal route to the <laughs> Grand Hyatt. To the Hyatt everyone. For my coffee. It's really good Not there. Not meeting Green Berets. <laughs> Nothing to see here. This was around 2.30 p.m. in the afternoon. That's kind of late for coffee. I but know. Okay. I don't know. Maybe he was starting to get hey. sleepy. <laughs> he meets up 
With his co-conspirators in their room, their hotel room, they leave the hotel and board a bullet train, ride a taxi, and finally load Carlos into a musical instrument box. Yay. Yeah, that was crazy. I know. They load the box into a plane at the Osaka airport, getting past security. Right, but they told him, like, oh, these instruments have been finely tuned and can't be x-rayed, which, what? Yeah, and the security is kind of like, I don't know, that sounds weird, but okay. Okay. Yeah, because it's like a private plane, so they're like, okay, who cares? Mm Mm-hmm. So they Which fly. Which is, you know, what an innocent person would do, right? Oh, yeah. Like you, <laughs> I mean, you're going to see two people, right, with instruments. You're not really going to think anything about it. Right, but I'm saying like There's if, no. you're in, if you're innocent, that's, of course, you're going to do this. Oh, yeah. Put yourself in this fucking carrier <laughs> with holes cut the out at the bottom for you to breathe. <laughs> so they fly Crazy. to Istanbul. Turkey. Uh, and then Lebanon, where he has been ever since living. And speaking out vocally about the injustice he has suffered. Yeah. I mean, there's like, I think he's on YouTube. There's videos and stuff on him sure. where he's talking about like how he can never leave. He's a prisoner and da 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 and all this other stuff. So both France and Japan have issued warrants. He is but on he's just sitting there. In Interpol's <laughs> fugitive watch list, or as we know, the Red Notice. Right, Red Notice. Mm-hmm. He does admit violating Japan's CEO norms, but reasons that his pay was fair compared to American standards. Because you know how us yeah, capitalism. Base it on us. Well, you know, I make like as much as a Kardashian, so <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> What does it say about us, though, (laughs) when uh, people outside the country are like, look, my pay is okay. Look at them. Um, I don't think you want to be comparing us to anyone. Exactly. We're no shining beacon anymore. We're just a big fucking clown car over here. Yes. So French investigators recently questioned him about his tax filings. (laughs) And in May of 2021, a Dutch court ordered him to give back $6 million of his pay. Does he have to? He's in Lebanon. He's well, he's not paid it. I'd be like, eh, I don't think so. <laughs> I'd be like, come and get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> There's pizza boxes in the background. <laughs> you cannot find oh, me. Oh, hilarious! <laughs> that was so funny. So Carlos can face up to 15 years in prison on charges of financial misconduct. Hope you like Lebanon because you can't ever leave. <laughs> I don't know if they would give him extra time for his escape. I so this is what I was telling my husband. I was like, he hasn't actually been tried, right? Like he's only been charged. Mm-hmm. Multiple companies now want him for various things, taxes, whatever. But you, now you've escaped the country. I don't know what the extra charges would be for that. So you're definitely a criminal for that, one hundred percent, because you left the country. Right. It's like. Bail jumping or yes. whatever. So Fleeing. after Carlos fled Japan, Interpol, which fosters international co- cooperation among police departments, sent Lebanon a red notice, meaning he's wanted for arrest. Arrest, yes. And they said, however, we don't care. Lebanon is not obligated to send Carlos back because it doesn't have an extradition treaty with Japan. Mm-hmm. So they're like, take this middle finger. 
<laughs> and do they have an extradition treaty with anyone? <clears throat> I don't think so. So he's safe. And you know, he checked that out before he freaking oh, went fuck there. Yeah, dude. 100%. As for the French, their warrant relates to an investigation into allegations of 15 million euros or 16.2 million in suspicious payments between Renault and an Omani car dealership during Carlos's tenure. So he was the spy. I think so. And he fucking I mean when they first brought dudes. that up, I actually thought maybe he was trying to like redirect totally. to somebody else and blame yeah. them. It is them. It's a <laughs> <laughs> So the allegations involve misappropriation of company assets, corruption, and money laundering. Carlos stated he would happily stand trial in France, but there's been no movement on right. that. <laughs> But I don't see me going to France anytime. I know. Soon. Have you seen some of the interviews where he's like, I would go. I would I would gladly go and stand trial. And I'm like, fuck, dude, shut up. Right. You're, not, you're not leaving. But then again, no. <laughs> I was like, you're not going nowhere, bro. No, you know he's, that. Like, he's, he's like, S- I'm at home base. You can't get me. <laughs> this is safe right here. Yeah. So he's just stuck there. Hope he likes yep, it. I know. He's just going to run the clock out, man. So as for Michael, the Green Beret, and his son, they were both extradited. They yep. Out Classic. of the U.S. to Japan because there is an agreement between those two countries. Oh, they probably should have thought about that. I know. A Tokyo court sentenced them in 2021 for helping Carlos escape. Michael was sentenced to two years in prison and his son one year and eight months. They pled guilty and stated that they regretted their role in the plan. I don't know how much money they got. Exactly. Prosecutor said the Taylors received $1.3 million for their services and another 500000 for legal fees. I'm not sure if that's probably the true number. The two asked to serve the remainder of their sentence in the U.S. Mr. Taylor, the elder Taylor, had gotten frostbite while being detained as the conditions are harsh in prison there. They were finally transferred to the U.S. I believe the son is out, but dad will be released the beginning of this year. I'm not sure mm-hmm. what the exact date is. He might be out already. Already. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greg Kelly, Carlos's business partner, awaited his trial in Japan. The court in Tokyo heard that Mr. Kelly had helped hide part of 9.3 billion yen of his income from financial regulators. This was at that time. Mr. Kelly was sentenced to six months in jail, suspended for three years. Though he was found guilty on one of the charges against him, Kelly was allowed to return to his Nashville area home while he appeals the conviction. So he's literally sitting here in the United States. And they actually think that that conviction is not going to go anywhere. Here's what I don't like. (laughs) You don't get to work in another country and not follow the rules or laws. If you're going to do that, then basically I feel like you have to be a good steward and still follow the norms there. I personally think Carlos is guilty and he needs to stand trial. Whether or not that's actually going to happen. It won't happen. I don't know. But I agree, but it won't happen. Yeah. So I read uh, a lot of articles. I watched two different documentaries on Carlos. Um, I, I watched looked, the Amazon one. Yeah, the Amazon one's good. Uh, there's also one on Netflix. Um, I read the Times, the Guardian, uh, the Wall Street Journal. She does her homework, folks. NPR, <laughs> CNBC, NBC News. Fox, um, no. 
some out-of-country uh, news media outlets. Interpol. <clears throat> yeah, Interpol. Most wanted, red <laughs> notice. Yeah, a bunch <laughs> of different areas just to go out and try to find or gather information on him. Um, it was just really fascinating. You can see some of his videos out there uh, where he's uh, living as an escapee in Lebanon. Claiming his innocence. Claiming his innocence, mm-hmm. saying that he will stand trial. Yeah. I Come would, I totally bugs. would. <laughs> like, but no. I dare you. Um, so, I don't know. You be the judge and decide whether or not you think Carlos is guilty. But right. You tell him he doesn't have any clothes on. The naked king. <laughs> He's naked now. That's right. He's going with the wind, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Lord. And then it was funny too to see like his family. They were like all virgin tears, like oh, he's so oh, mistreated. Poor Carlos. Poor Carlos. We just want him back on home. Money that he gave oh them, yeah. Probably. You can tell, you can see in the background of their house, they're rich as fuck. I know, the sister. Oh God. I was like, okay, whatever. You guys <laughs> I'm just sorry, want ma'am, back. I don't believe you. I don't believe a word you said. He got back into Lebanon and are like, Carlos, tell us where you hid the money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would happily hold it for you. (laughs) Oh, my God. God. Who knows how much money that dude made over those spanning years? Tons and tons. Exactly. Ridiculous amounts. But. Okay. What are you going to do? That ends that one. Yep. Carlos. Another scumbag for the new year. If you would like to come on our podcast, (laughs) we would be willing to interview you. We say no. The Naked King. (laughs) <laughs> next time you have a party though at a palace we would like an invite yeah come on it's we gonna are be great all in for that mm-hmm. your next first we would uh party. like a food request wiener schnitzel <laughs> low budget <laughs> what High cheap <laughs> cheap cheap all right, so um, stick around for the next episode. It will probably be another white color crime. Yeah. Um, good year to everyone, 2023. We're ringing it in. Older, dirtier, benchier. So, <laughs> Patty, would you like to add anything else? No. Oh. I concur. Oh, did you turn it off? No, I did not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I concur with what you said. Okay. All right. Have a great week. See you next time. Bye. Bye.